<laughs> that really makes me dark. Hold on. Uh, hello, everyone. Yes, we we are. We're five minutes late. There's going to be uh, some explanations <laughs> coming through. Oh dear. Um, all right, Tiggs, you can you can explain your situation first as to why we are slightly behind. Well, probably actually wasn't your fault, to be fair, but you are in a much darker place than usual, literally. All right. Um, if everyone can hear me clearly, because um, I'm hearing robot talk, you know. The Brisbane game, you know, we saw we saw a couple of umpires oh, hey, hey, dangerous hey, 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 We're not up to that yet. We're just doing the introduction first. We said hello. <laughs> Are we talking? Am I talking? Are we, I thought you said explain to the listeners why we were late. Oh, you jump. Okay, I didn't know you were going down that path. You're a bit of campfire ghost, ghost face, the old torch <laughs> under the chin. Uh, so for people who haven't maybe worked it out yet, Tiggs is in sitting is literally sitting in darkness at the moment. He his suburb and surrounding areas have just lost power. Uh, he's he was hot spotting on a laptop. He's got a torch on, and he's running it through his mobile phone. So sometimes he can hear us. We can hear him, which is good. Sometimes a robotic. Um, but I'm trying I, to find I, a good a good signal area. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So we could we could be on roaming TIG seventy one tonight, and then CB. So I sent the lads a text saying that you know I've sent the link to you. CB text me. What did your text say? Long story short, I was watching Survive with the Misses, and the clock on the wall in our lounge room is about five minutes slow. So I thought I had a bit more time than actually I did. So I've panicked right in here, and of course nothing loads up quickly, and just. What a disaster. What a disastrous night for the cast. You'd think we would. So you think we'd have our shit together after a win. You think we'd be really just raring to go. Oh. No, but welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, hopefully, we can get through this unscathed. This Tiggs goes in and out of light. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm watching the Blair Witch Project as a side project. Yes. I'm, I'm stepping left. I'm right. stepping right to get the signal on the mobile. Yes, the power's gone out for those that are asking. Yeah. Um, fucking Steve Hawking's come down, done a shitter at our exchange in Roxham Park and Craigie Burn. Yeah, fucking short uh, everything, prick. Taking your power. Or, yeah, this is right. This is going as good as this year's AFL season. Um, good to be doing a show after a win, fellas. Very, very nice to be on after a win. It's been, what, four weeks, I think it is, since we've last won a game. I just want to put on record, particularly Tiggs and myself, we backed the boys in last weekend. We put the big margins uh, in, and we had a crack, and we were proven right. Oh, right in history. <laughs> it I, was I, me I, that I, said, well, we're going to win, and then I think um, <laughs> Am I cut off? Did you get that beautiful line? No. <laughs> You're struggling big time. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I reckon Tiggs is going to be no good shortly. He's hot-spotting shit us off. But, CB, I, I backed the boys in right from the start. Yeah, yeah, one point. That's the way to go, big fella. Way to go. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put my hand up and say I'm happy to get things like that wrong. Uh, I, I really didn't think we were going to win, and I think there would have been a lot of Richmond supporters out there that didn't think we were going to win either at the start of the night. But credit to the boys and the way they played. Um, absolutely. It was a um, – well, for starters oh, – Absolutely fantastic. Huge shout out to, to Simon as well. He called it last week. We had to move the game to Metricon. Yeah. Yeah. If only we could beat Geelong up there, get get the cats up this weekend. But um, no, look, wonderful that we respected the milestone um, for Jack Rewalt's 300 and got over the line. And that was the most Richmond game I've seen us play all year. That was, that was the best I've seen us play all year. And the fact that we were missing technical after Dusty went down and Camden went down. To be ten player, to be actually ten premiership players short, is nothing short of outstanding to achieve that win against what was uh, one of the premiership fancies. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a good call you made there about the the outs we had before the game, let alone during the game. And yeah, Mackie going down was he's a tough position to cover. I know he has his ups and downs and his clangers, but. He, the role he plays is actually really um, crucial to us and how we go about our footy. And then Dusty, well, we all know what he brings to the table. So it was yeah, it was good to see the boys lift. Um, what was the win in the end? It was 20 points. Well, do, you want me, do you want me to go through the thing just quickly through yeah, the – Go through it. Yep, go through it. Right 
So the, the, the quick review. Richmond defeated Richmond 106 defeated Brisbane 86. Uh, Jack Rewalt, six goals in game 300, which is just well, not unheard of, but he's only one of three people in history to do that in a 300th game, which is uh, a remarkable achievement for a remarkable footballer. Uh, have your child. The Richmond journey, just let me have it now. Just get on there, start. Let, there, There's my boy. Right on, shoot. <laughs> Maybe a child, four goals, 12 hit-outs, and two inside 50s in his best game for the club today, oh, which was wonderful. Was it ever? Was it yep. ever? Jaden Short, 27 touches, just coming into a nice bit of form. And then all of a sudden, because I just went down the line on our disposal and things, Kane Lambert, first game back, 23 touches. How important was that guy? And then the, the one man we need to talk about is big Toby Nankervis, 22 disposals, 25 hit-outs, four inside 50s, and four magnificent bone-rattling tackles. Dangerous, though. Very dangerous. I'll be talking about that a little <laughs> bit later. <Okay. laughs> no, um, can't disagree with any of those names mentioned. Um, Lambert, just his, his work rate and the way he just runs back hard defensively, it's kind of like his, I don't want to say the word, but I will, the barometer in that part of our game. He just sort of set the tone with all that kind of stuff, which was, which was really good to see. And Nane Curvis, I mean, he's worth his weight in gold, isn't he? Um, and I think you could easily argue that him playing the game he played allowed Troll to play the game that he played. Bingo. Absolutely correct. Without without um, Nane Curvis there, maybe he doesn't have the game he's had. And um, the fact that we're talking about in our top five players three of them are actually key position, is outstanding. So um, wonderful, wonderful result for the club. Uh, could not have been happier. Uh, the one thing I will talk about now, though, is um, your Dusty's injury. What does that mean for our season? What do you think? Um, I think it's going to be hard to come back from losing him. I mean, he's he does a mountain of work for us, but... Uh... I feel like losing Asprey was going to be more dangerous than losing Dusty. We, we can cover him to an extent, but um, it's going to be an uphill battle. It just It's frustrating that, you know, we get Nank, we get Lambert back, and then all of a sudden we lose Camden and Dusty. We, we just can't get that continuity into the team that you need to have this time of year running into finals. Yeah, look, I, and first thing I'll state, it was a football action. There was nothing untoward in that collision. That was just two hard balls. Um, colliding. And in point of fact, uh, Robertson was the bloke who was open. So it's just freakish that Robertson was open. He comes out of it unscathed and Martin was the guy who braced and comes out with a knackered kidney. Um, I, I still think we can win, win games of footy without Dustin, but they just become a hell of a lot harder uh, when you lose the, the best player in the league. But um, again, adversity creates opportunity. So now someone else gets the opportunity to step up step in and maybe maybe Bolton, like he, he got that game time last year because Presti was out and we saw a different yep. side of him. Maybe Bolton's the man again that all of a sudden, okay, you're the Dusty. Or Shane Edwards, you're the Dusty. Go have some fun with this, you know? So yeah, exactly. I'm really curious. Like, Dim has already shown a bit of ingenuity of recent times with the Daniel Rioli move, which was just wonderful over the weekend really come on in leaps and bounds again. His, his rebound and poise and his disposal is absolutely first rate. So um, benefit of the doubt, let's see. I'm excited to see what is the unknown, and that makes it really hard for Geelong to plan a little bit too, I'd imagine, with uh, what is the unknown now with what Richmond do. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, what did you make of Matty Parker's game? I really loved it. Well, do you want to go into your likes, liked, learnt and dislikes? No, we can do that. I liked I liked Matt Parker's game. Uh, yeah. He delivered exactly what I had hoped he would deliver. I don't expect him to get 30 touches a week. That's not what his job is. But I think he had the team high tackles with seven, I think it was. Um, just the harassment, the chasing, the aggression at the ball and the man with the ball is something we desperately were lacking the last few weeks. And it was, it was really nice and refreshing to see that from him. I mean, the only thing... It's not a knock on him because he's played one game in our seniors, but he just he's still learning the system. So there was a couple of times where maybe the the Richmond way, if you want to call it, that would have been to slap the ball on and he'd try to pick it up and fumbled a little bit. But that's going to come. I'm fine with him making those mistakes. But, yeah, his intent and work rate and tackling, um, I loved. So I, I can't see how he gets dropped this week. Um, I learnt that, and it's obvious, that Nan Curvis 
is by far and away our, our most important player. Um, and I've probably taken yours and I apologise. But he, he was just monumental with the work he did <laughs> uh, in and around the ground. And, uh, but I did find it really interesting and it was a bold call by Dimmer to start trolling the ruck. I thought that was uh, an interesting move and one that I don't think a lot of people expected. But uh, Nank, if he played all 22 games this year, Nank would win our best and fairest, I reckon. That's how important he is. Well, he was. And, Him and Broad were the two guys, I think, in the lead. Yeah. Um, and disliked, I think the only the major dislike is our our two injuries, and maybe even three with uh, Asprey. It's just getting frustra- frustrating that we can't keep a, a full team on the park. Actually, sorry, Jack, you have just jogged my memory. That's what I disliked. George, George and his selfish acts uh, really, really pissed me off, actually, during the game. When he had the ball, he did a good shimmy and shake, lost his defender, running towards goal on a, a tight angle, had Jack Rewalt screaming for it by himself. And the Richmond players of 2017 through to now, that is an easy handball over the top. And Jack kicks the easy goal and away we go. But that kick by Castagna was a kick of someone who was derived of confidence and wanted to get himself, you know, boost himself back up a bit. But he stuffed it and he hurt the team and he's done himself no favours there. I was really, really dirty on that. If, if you go on the Richmond game day thread, you'll see that exact moment because if someone can remind what FS, FFS stands for and in George... There's a lot of those, <laughs> I'm pretty much About a page and a half of the one comment. Um, but I'll go into my light. Um, yep. Yeah, Parker's, Parker's game, I thought it was a wonderful debut. It added exactly what we hoped for, as you said. Hardness, hard contested work, and his skill level was... Um, was pretty good and correct, yeah, Mike. Uh, I've always maintained that's why Soldo's been a big loss for us um, because we're a better team with two rucks. That's our structure. But Parker's game was wonderful, and again, the move of Rioli it looked even better this week. Really damaging that that half back line now of um, Rioli and Mansell and Short and those guys rebounding off the half back line really quick, and we're gonna we're gonna cause Geelong some heartache with that with the pace off that half back line. Um, what what I learnt, same as you. Uh, Toby Nankervis is now our most important player. I think that that's what that sums up. He, his work at ground level actually can't be replaced. And I think that's what the last month has indicated to us. And my dislikes, to be honest, were too numerous to explain here. So I'll wait for my bloodbath to do my um, disliked, if that's fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, we'll talk about the. Dan Rioli one quickly. What a masterstroke by Dimmer. Granted, yes, it's only one game or two games I think he's played there now, but you look at his disposal efficiency, the last two weeks have been in the 90s, um, and that's that's all you can ask for. And, again, he doesn't need to get it 20 or 30 times. If he's getting it 15 or 16 times as an offensive halfback runner and going at 94%, that's a genuine win. Well, and keep in mind he's still in the learning He's in a learning role with it at the moment as well. He's only he's had what he had two two three weeks to learn it in the reserves. I think two weeks, and then he's gone bang. We've chucked him straight into the deep end, and um, <laughs> and yeah, he's um, he's getting better and better. But I mean, I expect there'll be work put into him now. You can't expect him to get free reign like that. I think they'll they'll like opposition will now plan to stop his run and carry through the half back line, but yeah. um. Geez, no complaints from me. Really, really like the move. Like it a lot. And yeah, what I liked as well is he, it looks like he's actually trying really hard on his actual defensive side, like the spoiling and the, the small things like that, uh, which has been really good to see. And and Mansell, um, his courage is just crazy. Uh, and the other person we left off, the people are sort of typing in here as well in the comments, is Stack. I thought he had another really, really solid yes. game. Yes. Attacks the yeah. ball really hard. Um, you can see you can see he's desperate. He's working contest to contest, trying to impact it. And he can be just as much as an offensive weapon. I think he had a, a laser-like kick inside 50 that hit Rewald, it might have been. And, you know, he's playing his role really well. We've got a few hard bastards in that back line now, haven't we? Oh, we do. And even Baker. Yeah, it's like hard. Yeah. Like... Brody, when he's in, Vlosten, yeah. like it's a, they're a tough... Tough bunch of units down there, which, yeah, I which like is it. good to see. I'm a fan. So, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and Jack Rewalt, six goals. I mean, did you expect anything less? Yes. 
<laughs> I was expecting six goals. But, hey, it was, um, you know what? It was a champion performance from a champion player. What yeah. Cometh the hour, cometh the man, and he was uh, exceptional. And keep in mind, like I said, even, to, you know, Tom Lynch was technically a bit quiet, but Tom Lynch did his role too, taking Harris Andrews out of the equation. So took their best big tall out, which allowed them how they had they cover Mabia. They couldn't. So yeah, um, I think it's wonderful. We're, we're, so, we've let no. one slip here. We, we should have gone with Jack Hawkins for that one. We did. Oh, <laughs> again, you're stealing my notes. I know. I know. And I do want to. I know he uh, has had to drop off because of his no power, but I do want to give him credit and remind everyone about when we were talking about the game last week that. He was very confident that if we played the game with speed, that we would be able to beat him. And I think it's common knowledge that Harris Andrews is a gun third-up defender, no question at all. But I think we showed that one-on-one, he can be exposed or vulnerable when he's coming up against two good forwards like Jack and Tom. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. As, as most defences oh, you know, no, years. No, yeah. no shame in that happening. Yeah, correct. So, no, interesting times. Ahead. Like, all of a sudden, where I was all depressed and sitting in dark rooms and listening to Barbara Streisand ballads all of a sudden, you know, after the losses we've had, all of a sudden you're going against Geelong going, holy shit, we, we're, actually, we're actually a legitimate chance. Like, it's yeah. wonderful how it all swings, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, on this one, Trogan Tiger, I did see this. Not only did the person bet $25 on Jack to kick six, he also bet 25 for him to kick five, 25 to kick four, 25 to kick three. So oh. he's cashed, he cashed in big time, that uh, gentleman on Twitter. I forgot his name, but well, I did see that. Well done. Uh, Actually, yeah, really, really good arm bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tiggs didn't forget to pay his electricity bill. They've just had a power outage, although who knows with him? Who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, Jack yeah, Ross, a lot of people. Yeah. Jack Ross, a few people have dropped in the chat as well. Uh, what do you think of Jack's game? Well, all of a sudden, again, I chucked him on a wing and with his running, again, his running ability, um, he slot into that wing position really, really well. So as far as I'm concerned, as far as my ins and what have you, Jack Ross actually gets the wing gear. Like most people go, oh, bring in Josh Caddy. I'm actually saying no, I'd actually have Jack Ross and um, Marlon Pickett as the two wings this week. So um, I think he had a really, really good game. Yeah, the, the only thing that well, worries me a bit, what we get with Camden on the wing is that extra height and that versatility, which makes it a really tough matchup, yes. which Ross doesn't give. But Pickett could probably do that role given the springs in his legs with his jumping ability. So maybe there is room for it. So, uh, yeah. Well, Marlon doesn't have to ruck anymore. <laughs> no, I know. He, he must be the most relieved man at the club at the moment. Oh, yeah. You know what? That, that guy, Marlon Pickett, what a pickup. And... Jeez, he's courageous. To, to, to be his size, jumping into the blokes he's jumping into, like that takes some serious cojones. Oh, it does. It does, absolutely. All right, bloodbath time. Right, yeah. Brace, you, <laughs> brace, know, brace yourself, of... folks. Brace yourself. I, I just titled this one, Why? <laughs> right? Just That's all I titled it. So certain things are now abundantly clear. Richmond is clearly umpired differently to other teams. How can Joel Selwood get away with actions worse than our players the game before and not be fined? And in a subsequent Saturday afterwards or after our game, only one dangerous tackle be paid. How can Steel Sidebottom get a 720 spin and not be pinged? Yet Jack takes two steps forward and he gets nailed. Harris Andrews, anyone? I'm sure behind the scenes our club are asking the right questions to the right people. But I ask you, what is changing? We pay money for memberships, etc., and all we ask for is fair adjudication from neutral umpires. They've argued it's because of the way we play, but that's utter bullshit. Are they seriously suggesting that the best pressure team of the last five years doesn't know how to tackle, but 17 others do? Rubbish. As members and supporters, what I ask is just in a sane, rational way to email, tweet, etc., the relevant AFL areas to voice concerns. Because if this was any other sport, like cricket or soccer, questions would actually be asked about the integrity of what we are witnessing. Media commentary. Honestly, what is going on with the continual subpar performance of the callers during marquee games? 
is it is it incompetence or something else? Because they, and it's Brian Taylor and Bradshaw in particular, happen to disrespect our club and players more than they do any other team. We still hear Brayshaw refer to Baker as Butler. The constant suggestions of us doing illegal things like throws, etc. These aren't called or suggested during other teams' games. And Friday night was the pinnacle for Brian Taylor, who referred to a future AFL Hall of Fame player as Jack Hawkins on national TV. But again, don't rely on the club to get this sorted. As a, so as a supporter base, we have to take action and demand better. I dearly wish I could pay for a broadcast that, di that didn't have the Channel 7 team anywhere near it. Or I'll just have to delay the broadcast now on KO and listen to a radio stream. There has to be another way. Channel 7 but was we, lost we on, over the... What's that, mate? We could do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Channel 7 <laughs> has lost me over their coverage in this last broadcast deal. It's been diabolical. And to the racist piece of filth that posted an eight picture on Matt Parker's Insta account, I hope karma gets you, you piece of human excrement. There are no words which convey the level of disgust for these assholes on social media. Bloodbath over. Yep, yeah, no, that's hit the nail right on the head there. The the commentary one is getting farcical. I think 11th was another word uttered uh, by BT during the call, which ironically my two-year-old son when counting the other day said 11th as well. So I'm not sure if he took inspiration from BT or not. But it's, yeah, getting out of hand. And as for the racist card, and sadly, it's, you know, I saw the Richmond tweet today. Um, I think Mitch Robinson, you know, as much as people shit can him for bumping plays and all that, all that kind of shit aside, people were bringing his kids and his family into comments on Instagram and stuff that you can't have that kind of shit. And then I saw Brisbane put out a tweet tonight. Uh, they had racist comments towards some of their players, just not on. So if anyone sees comments, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, report it straight away and call it out. Um, we can't yeah. stand back and let this kind of stuff go. And it's weak, it's gutless, and it needs to stop. So call it out anytime you see it, folks. We just can't have it. But, um, yeah, nail on the head, CB. Thank you. Now, we should go. Should we actually we, – what we normally do is go uh, give people a heads up to go questions from the audience. But uh, we forgot to do that. So what we should do is go – if you've got questions, guys, put them forward now and then what we might do is actually go into a quick Geelong preview. Would that make sense, Michaels, unless you've got something else? Or yeah, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Start thinking of your questions and start getting ready to send through. Uh, we've got the Cats this week. I believe it's still Sunday. I think it's been yes. confirmed. Yeah. yeah, but the time's not confirmed yet, I don't think. Yeah. So it's either the 320 game or the 4.15 or 4.10, whatever it is. So that's 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 what we don't know, but yes. Okay. Um, it is definitely Sunday afternoon and um, suck shit Geelong. We are playing at the MCG. <laughs> um, very upsetting to read that. <laughs> um, so I'll go to you, Michaels, with this with this game in particular. Uh, your ins and outs, mate. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, the two obvious ones have to be Camden and Dusty. Mm -hmm. I don't know any updates on... Asprey, I know someone landed on his ankle, but I don't know the extent of it, so I hope he's still good to go. But if Dusty's out, I wouldn't mind seeing Caddy come in just to help fill that sort of void up forward as a bigger body. And, geez, with Camden out, you could even put an RCD back in potentially. Yeah, see, I'll just say this for the people who keep calling. I understand why people are saying, Arts and George, get them out. I get it. But the problem we've got, we've got 10 injured, we've got injuries to 10 premiership players. So while these guys are fit and technically doing their role, whatever it is that, you know, they're obviously ticking boxes and KPIs, they're not getting dropped. So um, that's the one thing we have to accept as supporters and, and understand that with the injury list we have, very hard to drop fit senior players. You know, so... Um, don't mind your ins and outs there. I've obviously I've just got K Mac and Dusty out as well. Um, Shane Edwards is apparently due back in. He was close to playing last week. Okay. So well, he's he's an auto auto inclusion then if he's right to go. Yeah, and as far as the other, um, I've left it open because it could be anyone. It could be RCD. It could be Hugo. It could be Martin. There's about four blokes in the reserves. Caddy. The, there could be about four blokes coming in. To um and, to do it, so I've just so left one spot. 
the, it's not really an issue because we've got no choice. But with the VFL cancelled last week, all those guys are going to be one week out on match fitness as well. So I know you yes. do all your match simulation, all that kind of stuff. But because Cumberland, I think, kicked five goals, I think it was against Williamstown the, the week prior. Yes. So he was looking really good and probably a chance to take a spot. But it's interesting to see how those things change, you know, with a with a week off. But, yeah, if uh, if Edwards is ready, he's he's good to go. The other one I was hoping was Prestia, but apparently he's still a couple of weeks away. Not even thinking about Dion, unfortunately, mate. I think he's uh, I think he's pretty much done for the year, mate. We've only got five rounds left. Would you yeah. even bother playing him? Well, this is the interesting thing. I know we spoke about last week the potential not to shut up shop, but to play the kids, which is what we thought was going to happen, and then we sort of brought in a heap of experienced guys. Then you win this game, and it kind of keeps the season alive just, doesn't it? So it, it makes it a bit tricky. Do you – at what point do you – not worry about bringing Prestia back in. When do you give Koch a break? All those kind of things. Because we're, we're still in the hunt. And if the coaching staff believe our best is still ahead of us and we can cause damage, they're going to go They're going to go for it. But, yeah, it's just, it was one of those games, wasn't it? The loss would have put the nail in the coffin completely, but the wins left the door open. Well, the other one, interesting one, is um, Nathan Broad's recovering quite quickly. So oh, okay. he's up and about. So I'll be curious to see... Whether we thought that was like a six-week injury, the surgery, but he might be back a little bit quicker than you think. So, um, yeah, interesting. Interesting times ahead with our with, with how we manage. But what we really need, we need those big blokes. Should we need those big blokes to stay up and about? Um, I'd imagine a calf, Nick in the calf for uh, for big CCJ. He's still a couple of weeks away, I'd suggest. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd yeah, still yeah. be, yeah. But um, the, the, what what are your keys for this game? Where where do you see this being won and lost? It's it's going to be a tough game. It's but how much confidence well, can we take out of the Brisbane win? Well, mate, there's no there's no better form than winning form is there. You can talk Absolutely. about the months and maybes, but winning form is the is the only form that counts in um, the sporting world. Um, I went through the numbers, as you know, I like to I like to have a look at my stats, and believe it or not. If you look at the season averages, if you go on footy wire and just put the two teams against each other, a lot of the stat statistics are actually really, really, really close. Um, the only statistics that stood out as a difference between the two clubs was, um, say, average clearances for the year. Geelong averaged 39.1. We averaged 31.1. Centre clearances, they averaged 10.9. We averaged 12.3. And stoppage clearances, uh, 28 to Geelong, only 19 to us. So, um, yeah, clearances and around the grounds is going to be a real issue. But I think having Nankervis back, um, that will really even up the contest. Um, again, when I when I think of our team and I think of their team, I think we've actually named a quicker team on the park. You look you look at the speed off that half back line now. Um, if and if you notice, just Brisbane, all we did was we just bought the ball to ground and just run and gun it. That's all we yeah. did. We just stopped the big blokes clunking it. And as soon as he hit the ground, our pressure around the ball got it going forward. So I would imagine with Jeremy Cameron out, which is a big out for them, uh, with Hawkins, if we can just drop a big bloke in front of him and block his run a bit, that will go a long way to actually helping us win the game. Um, so, yeah, so Cameron's still out, isn't he? He's definitely still... Well, yeah, he's, he's a district, so he was four weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then they're going to have, uh, as Fatigue 71, they're going to have Ratatoga down there. So no, Radigalia. So he'll be the, the, the second forward, essentially. Um, I mean, yes. who, who in the past has troubled us just from a pure height and strength standpoint? Well, his athleticism is what it is. So, so they're Rucks, uh, Radigalia and Stanley, and we'll be going with Nank and Chol. Is how it will stand around, around the centres. Um, from a defensive point of view, It'll be interesting. So Asprey will have to take Hawkins, and Hawkins um, Hawkins will be a little bit too agile for him. Yeah. But I wonder if Dylan Grimes is just going to have to uh, bat above his average and have to, again, take a big boy and just take him on. Because I can't see anyone else without Brody. There's no one else who can really take this guy down. And, so, and to Hawkins' credit, he's really changed and improved his game this year, which probably comes with Cameron being at the club. Um, yes. 
he's going to get up the ground heaps, and you're right, Asprey's not going to be able to stay with him. And this is where right. you really miss someone like Bolter, like athleticism-wise, or, yeah, just anyone. So won't be shocked if we see if Asprey is probably going to camp himself in the defensive 50. I mean, if Hawkins leaves, it'll just be nearest nearest to the pin, essentially. We'll take him, I imagine. But I think, as a team, we'd be uh, more than comfortable with Hawkins with the ball 80 metres out versus inside 50. Well, defence is undersized, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do the old bear in a square trick. Remember remember we had undersized defenders? They used to stick the biggest bloke in the square and they'd outbody us and kick a few. Happened to us, yeah. you know, for about 30 years. I wouldn't be surprised if Geelong set up a plan where they just dump it long. They, they really try and exploit us 15 metres out dead in front of goal and, and get something going there. Um, it's an oldie bit of goodie, that trick. But so they've got... That's what I'd be doing. Not that he's uh, a great player at all, but they've got Jenkins in their back pocket as well who could stretch us a little bit. Uh, but he only kicks goals from the goal square. But this Did is they a good find call. Jenkins, from, they? Yeah, they found him since the yeah, <laughs> since the finals. Yeah. This is a good Ooh, call by, by Glenn. Don't be surprised if Garth takes Hawkins. That's a, a really good shout because yes. Garth Wade's GPS numbers, I'm pretty sure I read he had the highest K's run for the team on the weekend. So doesn't mind getting on the bike. Um, it could be. He could be the matchup to go with with Hawkins and Asprey takes Radigalia maybe, or they, they might have to alternate and just swap around. Interesting thing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Interesting thing on Garth. So his first half, everyone was a bit critical of, if you went by social media platforms like that. But I thought Garthwaite's second half was excellent, actually, and a big – and a real big reason as to why um, we got back in the game we did. So, uh, yeah, you're right, Garthwaite, absolutely critical. Um, a question to you, because I didn't want to answer it. Answer it. Uh, who takes Isaac Smith? Because he absolutely carved us um, last time we played him. And he carved – and when he was at Hawthorne, he used to carve us up as well. So how do we stop him? If he's playing on a wing, which is probably where he spends a bulk of his time, I'm giving Marlon Pickett – the, the run, not obviously the run with roll, but he can match him for speed. He can match him for that good bit of height that uh, that Smith's got. Um, Parker's a good one too, a good suggestion. But yeah, I reckon Pickett or Parker to, to go with Smith whenever he's getting in dangerous areas because he loves to get that run around handball at the back, doesn't he, and, and drive their inside 50. So we've got to make sure we cut that out real quick. Yeah, he's having an excellent year. He's probably been recruited of the year, actually. Actually, it pains me to say it. Smith and Cameron have been two recruits of the year, and they both happen to go to Geelong, I reckon. Yeah. No, well. Cameron's, de- Cameron's def- definitely been good for them. Uh, tackle yeah. him hard. That's, uh, that's, that is that's is a good suggestion. Uh, and how do we handle Stewart? He, he's oh. He's been one of their better defenders for a, for a long time, I think. He probably doesn't well, get the recognition he deserves outside of Geelong, to be fair. He's a He's a star. He's an absolute absolute star, Stuart. And the fact that we have to respect him. If we just let him roam free, they are going to absolutely flame us in the first half and it'll get beyond our control. Yeah. We have to um we have to put someone on him as a defensive um forward. So whether the funny thing is whether you put someone like George who can run and tackle and harass, whether a guy like George or Arts sits on him. And just does not give him space because, yeah, Stewart gets time and space. He'll absolutely carve you a new bottom off that half-back line. So I would say one of the defensive forwards, put him on. Agree. And this is going to be where our midfielders and half-backs delivering to our forwards need to be smart. We can't just bomb it in, in the air. As good as Jack and Tom are, um, you're just playing into their hands a little bit, aren't you? So they've got to just lower the eyes a bit more, hit up our targets and run and gun it, as we, as we sort of did against the Lions. Do, do you think Blixarves will drop back defensively in front of our big boys? Definitely. He'll, he'll, he'll do exactly what we want Nate to do down the other end. So yeah. he'll fill the hole. But, again, if you're just going to find a way to play through their man and, you know, Tarkas, Jack's got that spring back in his step after last week, so he's going to want it in there uh, long and high. But I think we'd look a better team if we lower our eyes and hit a lead-up target. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, going, someone before said, we go to margins, Gary Rowan's apparently back as well. So, oh, the barometer. Uh, the barometer, yeah. So he's didn't get many touches in the grand final, but um, he unfortunately he can be dangerous. If you just want to know how shit it is living in COVID times, Gary Rowan is now considered dangerous. 
Remember the good old days when we used to laugh about Gary Rowan? Yeah. <laughs> but no, but again, no. he'll have to be respected. We'll, we'll have to um, we'll have to put someone quick and agile on him. So, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I'd have to have a look at the lineups, but can't let him get the, off the chain. We've got three or four now in that back six that do have the speed to go with players like that, which is good. Yeah, yeah, agree. Agree. All right, before, All right. You, before you do the margins, do you want to get listener questions first or do margins first? No, let's go listener questions. Let's keep in suspense for the margins. So and now while we do the listener questions, think about your margins and free kick counts and then swing that in after the questions, right, yeah, guys and girls. And while, while we're waiting for questions, for those who have tuned in, Tiggs was with us at the start, but he has lost power uh, and he was trying a hotspot from his phone and it just wasn't happening. Um, so he, he's had to sit this one out, unfortunately. We did try, though. We did try. But uh, it wasn't uh, see what it really is, guys. We're not paying him enough. So see me and Michael's their power and shit. <laughs> we can afford the Tiggs. He's on like a base wage. He's like a, he's on like a rookie wage. So that's what I suggest what it is. But, you know, I'm like the Dusty. Michael's like the Nankervis. And then Tiggs is like a Maggie Parker, I guess. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> I'd rather be Maddie Parker than a than a George, I reckon, at the moment. <laughs> Maybe <Maybe it's> more <laughs> arts. <laughs> meter, meter box was stolen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. First question's come through. Is Nankervis a top three ruckman? Better than a lazy nicknap? You know what? I actually rate him in the top five uh, ruckman of the league purely because of his work around the ground and what he offers at ground level. So it's universally Universally acknowledged, he's not a big tap ruckman. Yeah, obviously guys like Gorn, Run. Well, actually, no, he's tapped Grundy up a few times, but Gorn and Nick Nat, those type of guys can get over the top, can generally cause him a bit of mayhem. But what sets Nankervis aside from everybody else is he's the best ground-level ruckman in the competition, bar none. And the statistics um, support that view. That's not a bias. That's actually backed up by quantifiable fact. I'm using words I can't even spell. That's how confident <laughs> I am about how good Dan Curvis is. Uh, he's, yeah, I can't add anything else to that. He is unbelievable. Uh, I feel like maybe he's underrated a little bit outside of the club, but I think that's starting to disappear pretty quickly. I think everyone on the weekend saw the value he adds to our team. Uh, just they, got a very, they got a very big reminder of why he's a three-time premiership ruckman. Agree, yeah, and he's still young, so plenty of time on his side. Is Bolter out for the season? I, I think he might be. I think he's on the edge. But having said that, the, the the club the club have played the cards pretty close to the 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 chest, haven't they? They haven't ruled him out. Oh yeah, yeah. But they haven't said when he'd be back either. So well, um, he, it was the same injury as Brody, the same game, wasn't it? So yeah, obviously recovery is different from individual to individual, but. It'd be nice to get him back, but I think it's going to come down to where our situ- where our season is situated. I think is, is how that's going to play out. Agree. If the season's ratchet, don't risk him. No, no, exactly right. Uh, from Warren, will Hawley find it hard to crack back into the back line when back from injury? Well, here's another one: syndesmosis, and at his age, um, to be honest. I, I'm not sure if he makes it back by season's end. He, he, he'll be right, again, he's another one of those blokes, right on the edge. Um, I would say well, he's lost a bit of conditioning at his age. It'd be The medical staff would want, want to be 100% correct if they bring him back into that senior lineup. That's all I'll say. Especially if the, the speedy dynamic stays uh, with, the, with the back line as it has been the, the last few weeks. So... <laughs> I'll ask Warren a question, and you can feel free to answer this one, Warren. Right now, if you had a schoolyard pick, who are you choosing to do the role? Would you, are you going for a thirty-three-year-old Basher Hawley who lost his pace and penetration, or are you going to roll with um, Rioli and the role he's doing right now? I'll be yeah. curious to see your thoughts on that. Now, before we get to the next question, I can see someone waving frantically at me because the power is back. <laughs> Power's back, boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What a heart attack. I'm too old for this COVID shit and power going out. I've got, just so people know, right, I'll give you a little bit of insight about me. Anyway, firstly, g'day all. Sorry for leaving you just with Michaels and CB. You'll probably be talking about knitting, spas, 
fucking manicures, <laughs> body rubs. Yes, they be, you know, the beautification of a middle-aged man. <laughs> anyway, I grew up poor, right? Dirt poor. Like fucking my mum, we, you know, if we could eat one day, it was a good day, right? So when I, you know, grew up, right, I always have a passion for electronics and computers because I could never have them when I was young, right? So I've got myself, you know, it's, I'm glad you both you boys are sitting down. I've got myself a $9,000 machine, not the monitor, just the box <laughs> and what's in it. And when the power went out, it um, everything obviously went out. But then it tried to get back on again and I heard a noise like a zzz, and then everything went off again. The whole street was off. Power went on about 10 minutes ago and my computer wouldn't turn on. I'm going to get off. And then the wog moment passes and I realise I actually disconnected it from the fucking power cord, put it back on there and she's humming beautifully and we're all good. Because I've got my all my surround sound for the entertainment system all connected up to it, like the whole house via HDMI is connected via the computer. Yes. Yeah, so. Anyway, I'm back. You're back though. You're back. So we're, we're doing questions from the audience, mate. So let's yeah, try a couple of questions and then we'll, we'll work in reverse fatigues. And um, I'm getting to do his ins and outs and stuff. When, we, when we're ready? Yeah, yeah, we'll do, just we're, we're going through questions from the audience, then we'll work it, we'll work in reverse, we'll work it out. It's all good. Uh, I'm trying to find a question because people are just sending through comments everywhere, which has been really good. Oh, here we go. Here's one for you, Tiggs. Chol or CCJ for 2022? Oh, CCJ's gone, so it, I would say Chol, but. From what I heard, and I'm, yeah, Charles been given a, a fairly decent offer in his form on the weekend, mate. Holy moly! But the edge we've got, I like Charles in the sense that if he's, he hasn't got a tank, if we've got a side around him that allows him to play a game like he played on the weekend, you know, fifty minutes game time, he can do the mercurial. He's like Nick Nat; he's an explosive athlete, but he's not. He hasn't got a tank, so I'd love to keep him. He loves the boys. He loves the club. His family is fully invested in the club. Um, we've done a lot for him and his family, so but we're not offering close to the dollars and we can't offer close to the dollars, so yeah, I would say child simply if I had a choice, so yeah. All right, uh, where is it? CB, can we? It's loaded a little bit, but can we win the premiership this year with no Dusty? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a TIGS here and I'm gonna sit on the fence and say. Truth be told, we've got so much work to do to um, to get into final. I'm not even thinking about premierships right now. I'm just going, mate, can we get people back on the park and can we win a game of footy? Um, in a perfect world, if we've got a few soldiers back, I would say yes because I believe in the depth of our list. Um, but right right now, geez, we're, we're sitting ninth. Yeah, cue all the ninth jokes. Um, we've got five games to even just try and make it. So that's, that's sort of where, where it's at right now. Where, But if we got in the eight and we got a few soldiers back, I reckon we could give it a shake. I, I seriously believe that. Yeah, this is an interesting one as well. And I actually did think this the other day, Glenn, so thank you for sending this through. If we were travelling really well and say we make a semi or there's a, a prelim on the line, something like that, does Dusty does the Dusty conversation change? The club have said he's not playing for the rest of the year. But if we were to go into September, win the first week and things start to look interesting, does the landscape change or is he done, he's done? I reckon when the club came out and said he won't play for the rest of the year, I, I'm seriously, I looked at a mate when he said that and I said, mate, I reckon he's talking about the home and away. I don't think, I reckon if we're in that position, we're in a preliminary final, don't be surprised if Superman comes back on the park. I think if you've had severe kidney damage like he's had, there's no way he's coming back at all this year. Potentially well, he could be up to he could be what up to six months. He could be up what to, is the kidney has anyone said what it actually is? I'll have to check Tom Brown tweets, right? <laughs> but if it's so it could um, be a kidney or a lacerated kidney or he could have lost the kidney it's, and well, well, it's, it's anywhere, okay. So it's anywhere from end of season to six months of no contact. And it sits somewhere in between those two extremes. So well, I disagree. I disagree. I okay, just, Dr. I don't, I, just, I don't disagree with your logic because I would think that way too. But if you look at Whitfield, he had a, he had a kidney removed. What was it, appendicitis? What, he had that operation? Yeah, he had his appendix out. 
And, and he then he said, yeah. But he played like two days later, three days later. Yeah, he couldn't, yeah, he couldn't kick. He couldn't kick on one not, side of his body. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. But what I'm saying, if for example the doctors clear him good for contact, plop him in the full forward, doesn't have to run much, doesn't have to take much of a hit, but he's going to draw the best defender. So, but look, at the end of the day, I won him. I tweeted when he did his injury. I'm the bright side for me is that he gets a full, not just off season rest. He gets all the rest of the year off. Gets to see his dad, gets his body cherry ripe, and then we'll see the Dustin of old when we come back in 2022. So for me, that's a greater blessing than rushing him into the finals if he's only like a quarter done. We'll take yeah, a risk. Uh, I'm all for this being, and I tweeted this, that this is a bigger thing than football. And his health comes first and foremost. So for me, he can take uh, as much time as, as he needs. But on, on a semi-lighter note, it, it was funny to see the amount of people on social media offering their, their their own kidney up for Dusty if they had to. So that's it just shows the, the love that we all have for the great man, I guess. And can I just yeah. say, for, for all the arseholes out there, opposition fans who were actually trolling his injury, um, I, I don't know what type of filth celebrates injuries to footballers or players or people in general, but you're a special breed out there, some people. They're a special yeah. breed. Yeah, people are disgusting. Oh, well, the general yeah. public are. Um, you know, obviously, not everyone. You don't want to generalise, but yeah, it's just atrocious. But um, have we? Have, has anyone asked a question about Dan Rioli? How good his game was on the weekend? We did talk about <laughs> how uh, we talked about how good his how good his game was, and that we did love the fact uh, that he is on the half back line. If you can touch yeah. on that quickly, then I want then I want to hear your thoughts on the Cats game. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give a brief um, target in if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Launch. Target in. Okay, first, first of all, I've been big on it and I've been ridiculed about how I believe the umpires um, umpire to the jumper. I think that's been proven now. Um, I'm not just talking about dangerous tackles that weren't dangerous tackles, which is a fucking... They weren't umpired the same after our game. Um, but just decisions in general. Um, umpires have shown it here again. And now I'm getting the habit of calling out the fucking umpire that's actually making the consistent decisions. Now that was there was the one I think it was number two always did the um, made a decision that went against the tiger um, the tiger player and it, look it's it's farcical I was really happy to hear Damon Hardwick say when he was asked a question about you know uh, about the illegal dis, uh, illegal tackle he said look as long as we're umpired the same way the other games umpired exactly the same because it'd be shocking for umpired differently that's his saying what I've been saying yeah we we know we're umpired differently from the rest of the comp. Um, also, what Tiger Din's about, so the umpiring aside, the, people say we're, we're written off because of our injuries in air. We've got a huge amount of injuries. Most clubs wouldn't be in the position we're in where the season is still technically alive, and I bring it down, and hopefully it resonates with the audience. It kills off, oh, we haven't got Carousello, we haven't got Rutten, bullshit. What Damon Hardwick and his coaches have been able to do, they've stabilised us, they've made us competitive. Yes, we're pretty inconsistent, but you will do that. Um, yes, we're playing, having players playing under duress, but, you know, getting smashed like we have will do that. But for him to, in when we're in the biggest form slump, I think we lost the four games in a row, to bring, take Rioli out, put him in a half-back line, train him in basically a rapid pace um, in how we want him to method of his moving the ball, um, to build his confidence to go for kicks that we haven't seen in the back line for a while. You know, those, you know, he's on the right corner pocket and he kicks it to the left corner pocket and hits the person. Um, just screams how great of a coaching group we have and our coach has it. Um, and that lends me to the question that was asked before, can we win it without Dusty? I reckon we can. If we if we beat Geelong, that's where it's going to come down to. I don't think if we can't get over with Geelong, then we've got to hope for other results going our way and, you know, we've left our run too late. But if we can get yeah. over Geelong... Um, and then win the rest of our games. We're going to be coming in red-hot form. Pressure is back in two and a half, two, three weeks. Um, this is a great opportunity for Shy Bolton. If you look at that last quarter, guys, when you finish here, look at the last quarter at the Brisbane game and look at Shy in the centre. He played Shy. the Dusty. And his ability to what he has more than Dusty has in one key point, he penetrates the lines. He kicks longer than Dust, funny enough. Now, that could be Dusty carrying injury, being sore. But, you know, he'll get it from in the centre square and he'll kick it to the forward 50, um, right up Lynch's throat, nearly in the goal square. So 
Um, if he can maintain his consistency, and this might be the change up he needs. Um, but yeah, um, we definitely can go all the way. And my last point um, is. Oh no, his power. What's happened? <laughs> He's frozen. To... Someone, someone just screenshot someone that. Can we please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, to Tiggs's point, though, I'm, I'm not taking it. I'm leaving it there. Uh, to Tiggs's point, though, it's a good call that fate is in our own hands, CB. So there's no more relying on other results to go our way. It's uh, completely in our hands. We just have to keep winning. Yeah. yeah. Am I back? You're back. <laughs> yeah. I just want to end this point, right? Because it's an important point. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like the gods. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> Bit of COVID there. Uh, it's like the gods nice, are uh, taking the piss tonight, aren't they? Nine thousand dollar machine going well. As a screenshot, it. Thank you. Make sure you send it. <laughs> you can't script that kind of shit. When he says the last point, bang, gone. You know what? Uh, let's just let's just wrap this up. So when he tries to log back on, we're done. Yeah, oh, I'm fine. Right. 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 I heard that. Just want to say, I gave it to Short. I gave it to Short last week. And his game on the weekend was why I gave it to him. On the weekend, he was his penetrating self. And every kick he did was an attacking offensive kick. And so credit to Short. He was, for me, probably in the top three of the best players on the game against Brisbane. All right, right, before you shoot yourself again, Tiggs, what are your quick thoughts on the Geelong game? Oh, I'd love to get over them. Um, Look, they haven't got Duncan. They haven't got Cameron, right? We've got the tools to beat Hawkins. Rowan's had his one game in a century against us. Dalhouse is shit. Yes. Um, their midfield is not a like, yeah, they've got danger, but outside of that, their midfield doesn't scare me. So I reckon we're in this with a chop, um, a real good chop to get to get the win here. If we if we can get it going, if we can get Edwards back, that's a crucial key for me. If we get Edwards and his creativity in the in the center line, with Shy doing the dusty type role. I reckon we've got the grunt work to be competitive in the centre, particularly with Dan Curvis back. We've kicked Charlie. We've got that dynamic. I don't think they'll be able to defend. It's very much like that Ratatalugu, <laughs> who recently resided with him. Um, he's our version of that. Ratatogo, whatever his name is. So Ratatogo. I don't think it's going to be a white white. It's not going to be like the last game where we played them, where we had so many players out and we're out of sync. I think Mansell's game on the weekend. I reckon Mansell will love this. I would put Mansell on Selwood. Yeah, I'd love him to go on Selwood, you know, just as a tag all around the ground. Um, Selwood will get reported. Actually, no, he won't get reported. Selwood doesn't Sydney get reported. Stack. Sydney stack to knock Joel yeah. Selwood out. Oh, love- oh, that, oh, that would make me just take my clothes off and run down the street. But, look, I actually tipping the win. I actually reckon they're gettable. Um, yeah. And I reckon well, we can do it. It's a must-win game, like we were saying when you uh, you frozen went off. That fate's in our own hands. We have to keep winning if we're going to make finals. But the only thing going for us, I suppose, is a lot of the teams around us are playing each other at various stages, which, which does help. But the the fact of the matter is, to take a line from Dimmer, if we don't keep winning, we're not going to make it. It's as simple as that. So just gotta just gotta win. Uh, do we get some margins and predictions? Let's Make go. sure you send yours through as well, viewers. Send through your uh, predictions as well. I'm loving all the computer comments, by the way, people. This has been a great, a great Just set of comments. You know, I <laughs> built my rig four years ago when the Titan X came out, if anyone's a geek. The Titan X card on its own was, I think, two grand, and I had two of them put in. So, look, to tell you now, um, it, still, it still runs everything maximum, and I've had it for five years, so four or five years, so, yeah. All right, yeah. send through your predictions, folks, and we'll get a few up on the screen. But uh, CB, what's your tip for this game? Richmond by 15 points. And free kicks will be G Sook, 21, Richmond 15. But there may be some penetration by one of the umpires out there. <laughs> there may be. Jesus. <laughs> Shut up, Scott. Funny, I like that. Uh, it's the light in this room. It's the lighting. <laughs> you know, I looked in your eyes when I said penetration, Tiggs. Mm, I saw that, CB. I just sent you a PM, mate. Hey. Don't, check it, don't check it while we're doing the show, mate. You'll get excited. Look, myself, um, 
I reckon it's a Richmond wing. You know, considering the whiny bitches have been complaining, they can't play the game at GMHPH, whatever it's called, where no one gives a fuck that we've lost three home games because we played our first home game in Sydney, played our second home game in Perth, and we played our third home game in Queensland. So, really, go fuck yourself, Scott. Um, justice can prevail. Um, as to the game, I reckon we'll win by 24. I reckon it's going to be close, but then we'll just crack up, crack them open. Um, I reckon Freeze will flip a bit. I reckon Richmond will be 28 and Geelong will be 17. I reckon Geelong, when it's not going the way, is going to go to Biff. You know, crack the sad cell, was going to do a couple of elbows and head rubs. The warrior he is. And we might get um, we might get a few going our way. Geez, a lot of uh, big margins coming through here and from the viewers. A lot of confidence out there. And for the Richmond G, maybe a child. Three goals. Three oh, goals three to big maps. There you go, Richmond okay. Journey. <laughs> uh, I reckon – so I got slapped last week because I, I did err towards Brisbane. So I'll, uh, I reckon the Tigers will get up by 12 points. I think we've got our, our backs are up. Confidence is going our way, which is good. And I reckon the freaky can will be Geelong 25, Richmond 19. So can't see it going our way on that front. But um, – yeah, must win game. Backs against the wall. Someone else put in here. And Sharon, very much this. Pray to no more injuries. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I honestly, I'm not sure we can handle much more. We just need to be able to get players back in and keep them in for for a period of time that we can actually build some kind of connection again. Because that's well, sometimes what's missing. But the injury investigation that I've heard from a really reliable source is they really started the day CB actually had the spar installed. At his place. So, really, our season, where it is, and I, I love you, CB, but it's all your fault, son. So, yeah. Tell you what, this, this COVID lockdown's affecting my steam room sauna uh, <laughs> untakings during the week. It's, it's annoying me. Yeah, and you don't let me go over there. We can't Netflix, spa, and <laughs> sauna. Shocking. But really, guys, um, nah, fucking, this injury year is the best thing I think is going to happen for our depth. You know, our kids are really coming on. So it's going to be great to see them next year. But, you know, it's been over the cats. Look, and, and you're right. At the end of the day, if this didn't happen how it did, we would never have seen as much of Mansell as we have. We would never have seen Baker in different positions. Um, how good was Ross? Sorry, yeah, Ross. I don't, I've missed most of the show, obviously, no peril, <laughs> but fucking Ross. Yeah, he's, Ross, yeah. he's finding his spot. Some of his defensive efforts, but his offensive run it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was very good. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for tuning in. Thanks for coming on the last 10 minutes. Glad your power's back yeah. on, mate. And uh, I wasn't going to come on, but I know CB gets salty when I do. Don't, because he lectures me and he, and, he, and he gives me these racist remarks about Mexican and my heritage. So I had to I had to get on just to protect my family because my wife really gets offended by it. No, but seriously. No, I just didn't want to let you guys down. And I love this. I love a Monday, particularly with the COVID, to get on and talk a bit of shit. To show our appreciation, we are going to start up a GoFundMe page to get you a new computer just to try and get you. <laughs> no, no, she's good. She's good. She's good. Where's that screenshot? Where's that screenshot? Uh, I didn't see it. Uh, someone did snip it for us. Uh, whoever took the screenshot of Tig's frozen face, please send it to us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, no, I did not have it at all. <laughs> so come on. <laughs> I'll I'll but uh, no, thanks for, for tuning in, everyone. Uh, game is on Sunday. Time yet to be confirmed at the MCG. Uh, no chance of it getting moved to Maui by the Sea, as CB would call it. But I actually wouldn't have minded if it was back at Metricon, if I'm being honest. To see, we've played a bit better away from the G, but uh, Aaron's sending well, we'll it out. Very good. Very I reckon good the G you, we've been exposed because our run, as we've slowed our run, we've not had that run that we've having now. I reckon... We, we'll do a run on the G. I reckon our run and our competitive. This was the first game, like CB said, it was the first Richmond game I've seen um, before I got cut off. And he's right. It was the first time I saw us at the end of the fourth quarter, kept on running. Looked like we could go an extra couple of quarters, and that was great. No, it is. Yep. No, spot on. I'm just loving, I'm laughing at all these computer comments coming through. <laughs> oh, God, very good. No, we love our listeners. This is why we love the show because it's a bit of lighthearted fun. We take the piss out of one another and talk some Tiger stuff. So hopefully the boys get over the line. Uh, I'm tipping there's not going to be a crowd at the G, the, the way things are going, but let's make sure we're all 
watching some TV and cheering the boys on loudly, and fingers crossed we, we get the job done. Yeah, and keep safe, everybody. Captain Blood, new board mod. Captain Blood, new board mod. Oh, big footy. Yeah, Steve, what's, what's the thing? Come I can't on. be one because I've got infractions. Um, Chief, if you're listening to the show, I implore you, let me be a mod. I'll be the best mod you've ever seen. But I don't expect <laughs> that to happen, so I'm not even going to bother applying. But if you I'll want to talk agree. to Mr. Chief, but if not me, CB, please. I endorse CB. Um, but, look, I just want to say, everyone, COVID, take a breath. I know you might be doing it tough, and you are. Reach out, mate. We're a community. Um, even if you want to chat, I can send me a direct message, and I'll have a bit of a yarn for you. But please keep your head up. Very good. Uh, if you reach out to Tiggs, just don't do it. I risk lost power because he won't be able to get back to you for a little bit. No, I've already got a plan A, Michael. So I've got your home number as well as um, uh, very good. Very CB, good. so I'll fan them off if we have connection issues. No, but uh, we do echo your sentiment. I can guarantee Chief will not let you do it, CB. Hammer of the gods. You want the hammer yes. of the gods on the board? I will be the hammer for the people. The people's you hammer. Know what, you know, no, I love, I love it. it. Because what are you doing? Bang. Bang. Oh. <laughs> I see I see you lurk liking. Pow. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, guys. Hopefully we're back on Monday with another win under our belt. Big game yeah, against the be. cats. Let's we get the be. job done, Tigers. Uh, Eat shit while you by the sea. We're coming for you. You're petrified. See pussy you next week. Here's the connect uh, consistent electrical connection. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize, mate. I went the fucking shit. I <laughs>